guess now we are recording, so good yeah, to go. We are all right, all right. Here across the bar at Mr. JW's house. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's happening? Glad y'all are here. Hell yeah. Well, Excited to be here, buddy. Yeah. News place looks good. Garage looks awesome. Nice man Think cave. You gotta have a solid man cave. Yes, sir. This yes, is sir. probably the most legit man cave I've been in. Right on. And you have all the Ford, you know, things. So that's good for me. Gotta have it. Ford yeah. guitars and dartboards. <laughs> that what hey, else does a man need? That's America right there. That's all you need. <laughs> I mean, is your fridge stocked over there? Absolutely. Always. That's Always. It. Absolutely. That's all you need. So, um, JW, would you like to go ahead and maybe tell us a little about yourself? Like, um, Corbin mentioned that you were in the Army prior, you know, so you did some enlistment yeah. time, or were you officer route? Or? No, I was enlisted. Uh, I went in in 96. I was a uh, M1 tank mechanic, and uh, I got out in 2000. And uh, being the tank mechanic, I was what they called third shop. So uh, I did the big engines, things like that. And uh, so, like, when I, when I, got, I went to Fort Hood, and they put me with a, <clears throat> basically, I got out of the Army, and I wasn't qualified to work at Jiffy Lube because I was a <laughs> turbine mechanic. M1 Abrams or turbines. Mm-hmm. So, huh. like, other than that, I changed brakes and things like that. Right. I never really got to work on cool things. Well, I got to work on cool things. I didn't get to work on anything that's going to help me. Right. On the civilian side, unless I went and worked on tanks as a civilian. So the engine inside of that freaking tank was a turbine engine, like a yep. jet engine. Like, yeah. Yep, and jet Abrams engine. is a turbine. Holy crap, I would have had no idea. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the, one of those costs, how much they spend on one, the you know maintenance. And Who knows? It, it was insane. Right. And, and they broke down all the time. So, like, the parts, things like that. It was probably insane how much that stuff And costs. even when I was in, I seen Abrams in there all the time being worked on. Oh, really? It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they go in all the time. Huh. I don't know what the main thing was that went down on them. <laughs> no, I couldn't right? remember. I, don't, I yeah, couldn't tell you. It was were, so long ago now. Yeah, they were in there a lot. So. Oh, that was like me being part of the air wing. Like, it was the Ospreys. And then we had, like, Huey's, Ospreys, and then... uh uh, CH-53s is the super stallion. It's like mm. the helicopter that can lift up a tank or whatever. Yeah, But, yeah. like, you knew if you're an offspray and that son of a bitch wasn't leaking, you had a problem. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you just prayed it was like, uh-huh. okay, we're good. Everything's leaking. Right. Anyway, so go on. You're working yeah. at Jiffy Lube there for a little bit? or like No, no, I couldn't. Couldn't. <laughs> uh, Overqualified. Yeah, it was fun. The, <laughs> Army, the Army was fun, really. My my uh, The best time I had in the Army was actually basic training. I loved it. I mean, went in there. You got to shoot down the, the the school was terrible. The right. classes that you had to take right. was terrible. You just wanted to sleep. Like, you know, I don't even know how I remembered anything to do anything. But in boot camp or like yeah, your camp. M- MOS school. No boot camp is okay. what I'm talking yeah, about. Sure. I had fun. I mean, you woke up. I kept all my stuff straight, so like I never got my uh, never my got locker got never got rocked. Right. They never met what? tore my bed up. Yeah. Nothing like that. And then we, we uh, marched, marched to breakfast singing songs about killing people. Right, yeah. I mean, it was great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, singing about <laughs> killing before you eat some Yeah, eggs, it was you know? great. You sang all, you know, marched to some cool songs. Right. It was great. Were you one of those, like, what did they call you in boot camp? Like, in the Marine Corps, we were called recruits. Did you guys get called anything, like privates or piss on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure private. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't uh, know if they went ahead and gave you, like, an you know, like a enlisted ranking to go off of. Like, No, uh, I was just – well, I went in as an E3, but that's just a private to them. How'd it was you, a private how'd first you, class. How did you start at E3? I had a uh, – uh, what do you call it? A associate's degree. Okay, so you had some college credits and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shit, man. You should have just got the two more years and, you know, got uh, that freaking officer out. Well, I was supposed to be a baseball player, but it didn't work out. So I played a little college oh, really? baseball, but... Yeah? Uh, yeah. I wasn't Where'd very good Where'd you go to college school. to play? Kaskaskia College, a jun- junior college in uh, Illinois. Huh. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Kaskaskia? Kaskaskia. I think you Centralia, that, Illinois is where I went and played. Yeah, I never knew that. Let's learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with the whole baseball thing? And well, you heard or no, you know what? I don't even know what, what happened. It just kind of, when I went on. So, okay. 
I was a pretty good ball player in high school and growing up, and I had uh, I had some uh, major league tryouts, invitation only type of stuff getting mailed to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them that I went to was uh, in Kaskaskia, Illinois, that college there. And the uh, the manager there told me, "Oh, you're slow." Well, I had a very good tryout, except for I'm slow. I hit it good. Hit the ball hard. Uh, they put all of us on shortstop if you're an infield. Mm-hmm. Shortstop in the holes, the longest mm-hmm. throw to first. Smacking it. It was, it was good. Man, they put that stopwatch on me from home to first, and I was in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work out. But uh, oh, no. the coach, the manager, was uh, the scout. The, the tryout was for the Royals here in Kansas City. And uh, this this – the manager for Kaskaskia was a scout for the Royals. Okay. Shit. Come play ball for me and, you know, I'll get you in. You, you, you know, I'll get you in there. And, I'll, you know, and it just didn't happen. I went to play for him. I was put on the bench. Oh, damn. Never got to play. I mean, it was just. He put me in a couple of times as a designated hitter in, like, the eighth inning after I'd been <laughs> sitting there all day. And it just <laughs> didn't work out. Damn, dude. And, uh, yeah, so I left there. I went back home, and then uh, that was pretty much the end of my baseball, to tell you the truth. So did that happen while you were in college? That Yeah, that all was this college, was, okay. yeah. I didn't yeah. know if you actually got some royal time or not, you know. No, not or, at all. Like a practice field <laughs> or something, yeah. I don't even know why the guy wanted me to come play for him. He just put me on the bench. Well, apparently you could smack the shit out of a ball. You just yeah. very fast on your feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, That's pretty, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, did, I didn't do very good in college when it all got said and done with, and uh, I was done with college. I couldn't find a decent job to get out of my parents' basement. Like, I had a job at UPS, and I'm working at a restaurant. Wasn't nothing going to pay any rent. Right. right. And uh, I just got over it, and I went in the Army. I was 23 years old when I went in the Army. Okay. So I was the old man, that, and that yeah. m- might have been why I had such a good time. That, that, <laughs> that, that definitely helps. I was an oh, old yeah. man, too, I feel you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what happened with the baseball. So what, and like, I guess to bring it back to boot camp and mm-hmm. things like that, what were some of the most, like, memorable moments you had during boot camp? Do you remember? Oh, man. Well... Were you in when they can like still like physically hit you and things like that? No, I don't think so. Nobody okay. did. Yeah, I had a uh, well, one of my uh, he was from Samoa. One of my drill sergeants, Sergeant T. God knows what that stood for, but he used to tell like uh, uh, they were harmless racist jokes. Okay, and it was crazy. <laughs> like you couldn't believe that he was saying some of these things, yeah. but they were harmless. It wasn't like right. it was going going deep or anything right yeah but uh <laughs> yeah he would he would always be cracking crazy things yep sergeant t i didn't know if they made you guys like you know do some weird thing where you had to like scrub the walls with like your scuzz brush or something oh no we, we used to get idiot. smoked so like uh they would uh getting smoked that meant like you you do front back goes front you get down and do push-ups back you do sit-ups go get up and run in place and it could we all of us had would get punished like that mm-hmm. for if one person did something wrong. Oh yeah, and they'd put us in a <clears throat> like basically a classroom in the barracks, some room in the, in the bottom of the barracks, and it would be sweating. Oh, yeah. I mean, the windows would be sweating. <laughs> oh, it would be yeah. horrible. <laughs> Front, back, go, and then the drill sergeants got lazy, so then they got a whistle. One. You had to be front. Yeah. Two whistles was back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell. But so, I mean, it was all kind of part of it. Oh yeah, it was fun. So I'm, what ultimately made you get out of the army? Then, what was the kicker for you? Well, I was kind of getting to run around. Like I said, I went in as a PF uh, PFC E three, and uh, it was I was in the I was down at Fort Hood over a year. So we're talking probably two and a half years in. I never did get get promoted to e4 oh wow like i was an e3 forever yeah um was that due to cutting score or just not having like the just they just didn't or? just didn't promote me yeah me and some other people i wasn't the only one right and uh 
I had a bad drill sergeant. It's always about who your boss is. Uh, not a bad drill sergeant, a bad sergeant. He was just right. kind of a dick. You'll get right. those. Yeah. You know, just a bad boss. Mm. You know, it could have been all right, but... Made you hate your job type, yep. type guy. And uh, when I went in, uh, so the shit hit the fan in 2001, right? Of course. So I was 96 to 2000. The whole time I was in, we was training for war. That's all we did was train for war. What we went and did, it seems like to me, but, you know, who am I? Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, so basically I'd go to Fort Hood. NTC is Fort Irwin. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, basically where they have the op force. So they would be training on our uh, opponents or enemies' tactics. And uh, we would train for war. We would get uh, fake orders. Um There'd be protesters sometimes, fake protesters out there. Of course. And uh, we'd fly into, you know, and this was a buildup. I forget how long. We'll say eight, nine months buildup. And then we, we'd, go, we'd go to war. We're going to Fort Irwin. And then once you get to Fort Irwin, then you got to draw your, your vehicles. It's not really war, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to simulate it. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway, they called it the box, the sandbox. This was in the Mojave Desert, and we'd be out there for, mm. I don't know, a month, a couple months, something right. like that. No baths, no nothing, unless Just, unless you were able to sneak back. Right. And uh, so then when all that was over, we'd come back to Fort Hood, and uh, we'd have about two weeks downtime, Not didn't really do too much. And then me and my team, we would get shipped, you know, it'd be like five or six of us. Mm-hmm. We'd get shipped to the next unit that was training to go to NTC. So I never got to chill. It was like, Just, you go, and then it was like, you train for war, you go to you go to your fake war in NTC, Fort Irwin, and then you come back. And then they just shipped you to the next unit. It was getting ready to go. Exactly, yeah. And I was just over it. My last one was I was with a tanker's unit. And uh, I don't know if you all know a thing about tankers, but, well, just tankers are cool. It's not that. It's just a more strict environment. It's like if you were living with a bunch of infantry guys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a more strict environment. Yeah. Each so, MOS almost has like their own cult. Right. That's right. Basically, so, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when I went first got to Fort Hood, it was uh, I was living with mechanics, mm-hmm. and then by the time I got out, I was living with uh, tankers, you know, and getting inspected all the time, and mm-hmm. I was done. Right. For sure. Did you ever get deployed anywhere outside the states? I sure didn't, and uh, I tried. I was so done with what I was just talking about. Uh, Bosnia was going on, and I was 4th Infantry Division down there, and 1st Cavalry Division was getting uh, deployed to Bosnia. And I went up the chain of command. I was like, I want to go to Bosnia. I'll go with them. Yeah. And uh, everybody was cool with it. And uh, I went over. You got an, you got need to go talk to the 1st Sergeant over here, wherever, you know, some 1st Cav, 1st right. Sergeant. Yeah. And uh, the dude said, uh, Oh, we already have too many 63 hotels. Uh, Thanks. And that was it right there. (laughs) They told me they had too many mechanics, so they wouldn't take me. And I was volunteering to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's someone probably got voluntold, and they would gladly swap you out. Keep some married dude home. I don't know. You know, some dude has got a little kid. I was ready to go. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I didn't go nowhere. So you you were 23 whenever you went in right mm-hmm. so did you feel that like maybe this was some kind of calling or were you trying to what was your expectation about going in i think it was just to get away yeah yep i needed something different right couldn't seem to get my shit together although i thought i had my shit together i obviously didn't oh right. dude that's <laughs> i feel you 100% <laughs> that's exactly why i went in so do you mm-hmm. do you think going and doing your time in the service I mean, do you think if you wouldn't have done that, you'd be in a different place now? Then, or do you think it changed your life in a certain way? Or, mm. well, being a veteran is why I got my job at Ford. Right. But other than that, uh, I got out. Of, I got out of the army. What I think I needed to get out of it in mm-hmm. probably a couple of years, and then the last couple of years, I was just like, this can't end fast <laughs> enough. Yeah, no shit. Man. There's a lot of guys <laughs> that just do one and done. They're like, this is dumb. There's some guys that were in when I was in that loved it for whatever reason mm-hmm. like woke up and just couldn't get enough of it i don't know how but well yeah it wasn't me it wasn't <laughs> me neither oh he's been in since high school and yeah. you know it, I, I talked about him about getting out or something like that you mm-hmm. know and 
he it, it just at this point in time he's been invested for so long it's like you might as well get your you know your retirement yeah, you might as well do it knock it out because he's he's yeah. over 10 years in i think oh well, yeah i mean he got he went in 11 so you know like here yeah. we are so 12 mm-hmm. years in so. what eight or seven left well i think they upped it now but yeah something you like had to that. do more than 20 now i well to get like the minimum i think it's like it's 20. 20 yeah it so used to be 15, like 25 think, or something mm-hmm. but yeah, anyway. There was four of my friends. One went in the Marines. I went in the Army. A buddy went in the Navy. And one went in the Air Force. And the only one that stayed in and retired was the Air Force. Oh, really? Yeah. You must have liked the Air Force. I've heard decent things about I the Air Force. As far as, like, quality. Air Force. That's what mm-hmm. I hear. Yeah, quality. <clears throat> they just live a better life than the rest of the That's what I hear. Yeah. Oh, dude. I heard they got maids in their barracks. I ain't saying it's true. That's what I heard. I can I've tell you, heard that. whenever I was on Pensacola, we got, like, so we locked down all, like, the whole base because the Marines got rid of all their libo and everything else because it was a shared uh, base for, like, you know, uh, anybody outside the U.S., like, from Israel, wherever, and they do all the, the pilot or, you know, anything that had to do with, like, you know, air you know like planes and shit like that anyways mm-hmm. but like um so we got all riled up because we couldn't go off base and we got nerf guns and zip ties and we got like some 550 like cord and stuff and we went room to room and like went through this whole barracks and was like breaching rooms and stuff and zip tying them up and like locking them up but anyways it was a bad deal because it put us on lockdown to where we lost mm. all libo after that <laughs> yeah. but like dude those air like uh like Air Force guys are like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> We're just a whole bunch of dumb Marines wanting to eat crowns and like just do That's something it. destructive, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Seems def- normal. They're definitely a different walk of life, though, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But, geez, they're the man. business class of the military. At least more educated. I've took it. <laughs> yeah. Do they do classes and stuff like that? Like actual like financial classes and stuff that you just get voluntold to do? In the in the in the army, yeah. When you were in, did you go to like any weird classes that you're like, what the Man. fuck am I doing here? What do you mean, like whenever he was getting out? Like- no, like while you were in. No, uh, the only crazy thing, or I thought it was crazy at the time, they had a, uh, I think it was Fort Campbell. <clears throat> they had a, uh, it was, a, some dude got tricked. By uh, thought it was a thought it was a girl got it back to the got him back to the barracks and it was a dude and things went sideways and the dude got I guess he killed him I don't know what happened oh shit yeah it went sideways but uh, the only weird things like you're talking about is like everything got shut down and we all had to go to like uh, inclusivity classes or I don't even know what you call it anymore right yeah but that was the only kind of relearn you on something or something well you know don't don't make fun of somebody don't, because of this. Don't don't beat up a, a guy that's pretending to be a girl, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's really what it was. That's what happened. Yeah. Somebody, Damn, yeah, man. it went sideways with some people, some dude yeah. in Fort Campbell, and then the entire army had to take classes. Oh, yeah. Dude, there was, a, it, dude. There was a lot of crazy people and when I was in. like, There was one weekend I left to go back home, and I came back on a Sunday night, and apparently in my barracks – Someone got their neck slit on uh, CQ. Whoa. Yeah, just... And apparently the guy who slit the other guy's throat uh, got beat up by the guy who he cut. So Mm. he, like, slit his throat, and then apparently that guy beat the shit out of the guy. Why his throat was slit? He was beating up on the other guy? Yeah. Beat so he didn't get killed then? He didn't get killed. Good for him. But, he, good. but he got his Good. Yeah. That's the way I would want to go out too. You slit my throat. I'm going to uh, kick your I'm ass. Gonna I'm going to gouge your eyes out. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't know. Damn. That's a free shot right there. Yeah, no shit. That is a fucking free shot. I don't know, man. Fucking. I, there's so many weird times. If you, I like just thinking back, you know, like being in the Marines, like. Just the random bullshit I'd get involved in that, like, always got me in trouble. But, like, at the time, <laughs> I was like, surely no one will find out. Right. The next thing you know, we're all fucking, you know, in formation yep. in front of the fucking mm-hmm. barracks, mm-hmm. you know, because I was drunk and dumb and wanted to fucking moon somebody or That'll something. That'll happen. <laughs> I remember uh, somebody had uh, put some uh, swastikas in the, uh, in, the <clears throat> in the men's bathroom. And uh, this was at the motor pool down there. And I'll never forget this sergeant major. I mean, it was it was a big deal. They shut the whole place down. Everybody, all platoons, they're all companies, whoever's in that motor pool. 
we had a huge formation in the middle of the afternoon, and old Sergeant Major went off. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and uh, I never really thought too much about it before this. You know, you see, you see swastikas here and there, or whatever. You just, I just never really thought about it. Yeah. And uh, old dude went off. And he's saying, "You're," he's like, "You know how many Americans died fighting for that, fighting that symbol? Yeah. Your grandfather's this." Oh, he went off, and I was. I was so proud to be an American when he got done with that speech. I was like, yeah, fuck these dudes. Don't it's be putting that shit on the bathroom. Right. It changed my whole perspective. Yeah. It was always the first sergeant. When first when first sergeant got pissed off, you fucking knew it. Yeah, More yeah. More than anybody, really. Or that, sergeant that's major. The truth. And well, that's, every fucking buddy. When knew sergeant, Ma- sergeant major, he's the one that came out and went nuts, hollering. Yeah. I don't know who did it. <laughs> Had us all out there. But he broke it down just like that. You know how many people got killed fighting that symbol? Oh, yeah. And then you sorry son of a bitch just want to be up in here uh, graffitiing up my bathroom like this. Yeah, right. disface, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's so yeah. disrespectful, too. For right. sure. I mean, like, there's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. But seriously, like, of all places, like, yeah, you. I bet they didn't even think about that when they were doing that symbol. I never thought about what he said. You know, I yeah. looked at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy is some fucking you know yeah, whatever some punk, doing some punk yeah and uh but he broke it down like hardcore with grandpa and shit and you can't do that <laughs> oh yeah dude yeah. can't disrespect like that yeah. yeah really brought it out like more you know mm-hmm. to home kind of thing for sure That's for sure yeah so now that you're well, i guess you've been out for a minute now but so yeah, since 2000 23 years i've been out how the how 9-11 affect you whenever you know like just getting out basically out of the army the next thing you know 9-11 hits well you know what uh, they you're you have an eight-year uh, enlistment mm-hmm. so i did uh four active four inactive is the way they okay. they do it yeah so i was kind of half figuring i was going to get a phone call at some oh, point oh yeah no shit i didn't i, think I mean that. i figured i was a tank mechanic that's exactly what i did i trained for mm-hmm. four years i was at NTC, probably five, six times during that time. Maybe not that many. I don't know. It would seem like they there all the you damn been, time. Yeah, like a ready to go. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as they start, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And I just had a little girl, just got married, and I'm like, oh, shit. And uh, nothing ever came of it, though. No, I never got no phone call. I never even got asked yeah. to join the National Guard or reserves no or nothing. Shit. Huh. Were no. you ready though? Were you full? I, I, I was kind of mentally ready. I, I just kind of figured it, that's what was about to happen. Well, yeah, it just never did. Fresh out of it. I mean, yeah. why not? Right? Yeah. You would have been the first one to pull if they're going to pull somebody. I would think. <laughs> yeah. Being right. I mean, out. if they need yeah. if they yeah. needed a tank mechanic. Yeah. You know. Well, and that was our big thing too. Over you know overseas yeah, was yeah. tanks. You know because. It's all mm-hmm. desert. You know what does well in the desert? Fucking yeah. tank. Why do you think you and trained in the Mojave? That's right. <laughs> and uh, more than a tank mechanic, it's not that I'm better than any other kind of mechanic. It's just that I was I specialized in the actual engine itself. Right. So I was kind of like uh, I don't know. I was I don't know. What do you call? It? They called it third shop at the time, but I think they got rid of that now. I think it's all been put into a. Yeah, I never heard the, of third shop. Well, yeah, like. First shop, second shop, third shop. Were they, were, was that your bay, your area of work, basically? No, that's, or was the, it? that's the way they called it. I forget what the... I, I can't really remember what first shop probably is, but your second shop mechanics would be like... Uh, like more specialty stuff is like the tiers go down. Let, let's call it deuce and half. You remember them big old trucks, a deuce yeah. and half, like or a Humvee. Everybody knows what Humvee is. Yeah. Yeah, there you so go. let's say uh, that it needs a new engine, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm the engine guy. Right. But it would be the second shop mechanics that would go in there and completely unhook the engine. Okay. They would undo the whole damn thing, and I would roll up in there <clears throat> with my golden wrench and undo the bell housing and swap the engine out, hook the engine back up, and then the mm-hmm. second shop mechanics would come back and hook the whole thing back up. Hence, I had no job skills when I got out of the army. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do an engine. I could I could take apart the bell housing. I, you know I could right. I could swap it out, but I couldn't hook the son bitch back up. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So it's almost like, in a way, to tie it back to Ford, almost because you know working there at the assembly mm-hmm. line is almost like your guys' shop was like a, a certain section of that vehicle's mm-hmm. process that you had to do. That's it. They steps. had it all they had it all sectioned out. But while I was in, they took the third shop away and we got melded down into like the 
like the regular mechanics. Mm. But then the deal is, is uh, we still had our own little shop. We mm -hmm. really still didn't do none of that stuff. You didn't do any like full removals or nothing on your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about all the hard work. All the right. hard work getting getting stuff to do that. If you want to take a transmission apart, I mean, you got to do a lot of shit to get yeah. to that transmission to take it out. Right, and they but just bring I, you the transmission, right? No, well, they would take it all apart. Not they wouldn't take the transmission apart. They would unhook all the wires right. and yeah. all that kind of. All that kind of crap. It seems like whenever they did really complicated stuff like that, or at least from my experience when I was in, they would hire contractors, civilian contractors, and they would come in and they would do the really hard stuff as far as uh, maintenance on vehicles, fixing things. Our guys would just, like you said, pull things out, put things back in. Mm -hmm. kind of oh, really? Parts replacer, uh, glorified yeah. parts replacer. But anytime there was something major that needed to be done it was always a civilian contractor that would come in on some in some huh. fancy truck and fix yeah. things for us but see now i think that back in the day we were probably that we were probably the ones that did that kind of stuff if you had and, it, and, be, and yeah. when yeah. we were when we were there uh like the only time we saw the civilians for something like that is if we couldn't figure it out exactly if there was something wrong with that tank and 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 it wasn't me it was sergeant it was old big Sarge. He couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with it. Then usually a civilian would come in right. and get us dialed out. Yeah. But then we would have to. He would just say like, "Okay, this is what. Right. This is what y'all need to do." And exactly. then we yeah. did it. Yeah, that's kind of with us. We had these giant cat generators or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if I couldn't figure it out, and the guy above me couldn't figure it out, we we're like, "All right, call cat. We'll get somebody out here to yep, figure it out." Yeah, that's sure. right. That's but how yeah. we did it too. So. So going to NDC, this is kind of ran by my mind. Like, were you training? against a certain enemy was out for a, cer a certain nationality i was never told i was never told That's, if it yeah. was like say iraq the, right, i was never told right. if it was say afghanistan you, i was never told who but it was obvious desert training that's what I was about to ask. Like training in the Mojave or whatever. It was all desert. Like, yeah, you never did any kind of jungle warfare. You everything we had was brown, you right, know, tan. Yeah. It was like the tan paint on uh -huh. everything. And so it's almost like they maybe had a it's a notion. Yeah, they it's like, yeah, know. we kind of know what's coming. So go to the desert. That's exactly what it seems like. Right, yeah, right. Because yep. I, I don't think they started NTC before, when was the Gulf War? 90, 1990 or something? Yeah, like the 89, 90, 91, right. something like that. And I think they started NTC right before then. It's like mm. they knew it was coming. So I don't know. I was kind of curious. Because when I went yeah. there, it was the same thing. Like desert, mm. fucking, they had moss and shit. You're yeah. cavalry though, weren't you? Mm -hmm. So what? Didn't you have to like ride horses and like with a no like, a saber? That'd or something? been cool as hell. <laughs> Dude, that's what I thought. No, yeah. Iron Steeds, Bradleys is what we were on. Wearing your dress blues, rolling on yeah. a horse, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. And I guess they brought the army greens back, so they look a lot. They they look sharp now. I didn't like. I didn't ever like the blues, but you guys had blues too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, I think last year, I think it was last year they brought greens back. So. Hmm. They look sharp. That now. was specific to to the cavalry, though, right? The blues. The blues. No, everybody, everybody. Everybody had when blues. When I was in, everybody had blues. So we had just dark green, like our our yeah. uh, we our dress uniform was right. just like that green. dark green. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it used to be. The army was was just mm -hmm. and they dark they green. changed it. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. only thing, uh, but yeah, I never rode a horse. I wish. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you rode a horse, it'd be bareback mountain. Oh, dude. I <laughs> broke back mountain. I my neck on that motherfucker. I never rode a horse in my life. I rode a horse one time. About got, I about got killed. I'll never do it again. Yeah, fuck horses. Yeah, they, they have a mind of their own. I can control they Bradley. Do. I can't control a horse when it decides to act. <laughs> that should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> fuck horses. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. But, yeah. So now that you're civilian, well, I guess you've been for a hot minute now, but mm -hmm. have you found things that maybe made your, like, you've experienced things in the Army, kind of, like, re-maybe trained your mind a little bit because you're not living with your parents anymore? Like, did you feel like when you got out, you became a more successful person or you had a different mindset? Yeah, my mindset changed to where, look at the bullshit I put myself in. Like, I didn't have to join the Army. I pissed away at college. I, I probably didn't do the right things as far as when I got an opportunity at a job, I probably didn't work hard enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was about halfway through the Army, I was like, Jesus Christ, all I had to do, you know, you're getting up and going and doing PT all the time. Oh, yeah. I was like, man, all I had to do was just get up and go to work. It would have been right. so <laughs> easy. 
And uh, and then I, I think that's what mindset changed on me. I was just like, well, I'm just going to get up and go to work. I ain't doing this bullshit no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, though, that gave you like a direction, though, with your life? Like having something that you knew every morning you had to do PT or you had to be at Chow Hall here or you had to be at this formation. Did you feel that like that punctuality or that formation or that that, you know, that direction in your life every day? you know, helped you. In yeah. A way. I think the discipline, I think the discipline is probably even what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you get, you get disciplined because you don't, you don't have no choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could sh- be a shit bum and a wall <laughs> and run off or, you know, Oh yeah. you can eat yourself out of the army and they'll, you know, get you out because you're fat. You know, you can right. do that. But, uh, I just stuck with it and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just discipline. You get up, uh, I always liked party. I still do, and uh, <laughs> we would we drink and have a good time after yeah. work. And every damn one of us would be in bed by nine o'clock. Right, and we'd yep. be up at I don't know. It was probably five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Back, I don't remember. Yeah, just to get up and go run or some bullshit. Do you feel like that like translated though to your civilian life? The things that sure. you that discipline and things. Do you still hold that accountable? Like yourself accountable? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so glad I went in the army. It helped me out tremendously. I was really glad to get the hell out, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What was For the sure. first thing you did when you got out? Did you have, like, that like that that moment? You wanted that one certain meal or, like, a certain drink or whatever. What was your day of graduating boot camp? Uh, uh, you mean the Army? Or, or yeah, yeah, Army. Whatever. Well, I had uh, my brother came down. He flew down into Austin, uh, Austin, Texas, when I was at Fort Hood. And he came home, and I had uh, a Ford Ranger. And uh, basically, we loaded everything I had up in that Ford Ranger, and I, we rolled back to St. Louis. So you originally are from St. Louis? Uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, I was born, I was born in uh, Tennessee, and then uh, basically when I was like six years old, six seven years old, something like that, I moved to uh, St. Louis. Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. And then you're from St. Louis till the time you went to the army mm-hmm. yeah man how was st louis like yeah how is that st louis is awesome really yeah i love st louis i always hear like people say it's like one of the most sketchy cities yeah oh you know <laughs> don't go to north st louis don't go to north county i wouldn't say uh but there's places there, there's something to do in st louis every night of the week like on a yeah. monday night you can find somewhere or at least you could before the covid i don't know that walmart's ain't even open past 10 o'clock anymore oh yeah they <laughs> shut that shit down yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> But uh, yeah, St. Louis is great. Uh, Cardinals. I mean, you can't yeah. beat going to a Cardinals game. Everybody's right. having a great time. So, are you a Rams fan? No, or, or, they're, they're yeah. in uh, what? L.A. now? Yeah, I, I could tell you. They, I'm yeah. so out of the loop on the NFL for yeah. real. Oh, hey, no problem there. I don't even watch the shit. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you nothing. I know who Patrick Mahomes is, and I think it's because I have to because I live here. <laughs> yeah, it comes with the mean? territory. Yeah. yeah, I know him and Kelsey, and that's about all I know. I don't even know about oh. anybody else on the Chiefs. I, yeah. Dude, I'm the same way, man. <laughs> you put me in a, like a quiz, like tell me all these players. I'm like, no, all the above. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, how was it growing up in like? A, so you you lived in cities most of your life. It sounds like because yeah, you just suburbs. moved from Kansas City mm-hmm. or whatever. So you've always been in that environment. Mm-hmm. How is it? You know, growing up compared to like being a country boy or something like that. Like living in the city, what was your mentality? Like, do you feel like you can go run around the streets or go when over I was your buddy's kid, house did. or something? Now I was I was in the suburbs. I lived in North County. I lived in Florissant, Missouri. And uh, it's just across the highway from the Ferguson deal that went down. Right. So that, that gives you any idea of what it's turning into. Uh, I, I grew up right there. How many people were in your town? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. I wouldn't know. It wouldn't have been over like 10,000 more? It, it would be the equivalent of living in... Uh, it, Liberty's way nicer, but it'd be the equivalent of living like in a a suburb yeah. like that of St. Louis. Well, Liberty's pretty big to it me. It is pretty yeah. big. Man. Yeah, but, but yeah. in St. Louis, all the neighborhoods kind of men yeah. blend together. I guess so. Like if if I'm looking at Kansas City, you know, say like you have Liberty, yeah, and then like, it blends into Gladstone, exactly, and, and yeah. that's the way it was. Florissant blended into Ferguson, right. blended into Hazelwood. Did you so, ever have any kind of like? weird or odd feelings though growing up in that environment like you never felt like you're at a threat or 
Like how only was when I got up? older. Yeah. When I got older, it was like that. But when I was a kid, we could ride our bicycles all over the neighborhood, our friend's house. It was never a big deal. We'd mm-hmm. stay out all 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 day. It was one of them deals. Right. We'd be playing wiffle ball and football. Uh, when it started to get dark, you went home. Yeah, and that's the yeah. way it was when I was a kid. So what made it your mentality change whenever you got older? Like, did you just start oh, just people started getting sketchy. Uh, oh yeah, you know, just random fights. Uh, mm. Not me in particular, but you know, they'd be around. Of course, uh, you'd hear about parties and somebody getting shot at the party, things like that. Right. And uh, yeah, that's the sketchy part. Right. And uh, but as far as going into St. <laughs> Louis. Uh, you just knew where to go and where not to go. Of course. You know what I mean? If I was going to a Cardinal game or a Blues game, or if I was going down to party at Soulard, Soulard's a little, uh, well, it's just another little town downtown. They have lots of open uh, bands playing and okay. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just knew, you know, you get there and, you know, make sure you're, you're cool and you get the hell out. You don't go right. getting lost in downtown St. Louis. Oh, yeah. That'd be... <laughs> yeah, that'd be- Supreme <laughs> sketch. <laughs> Just kidding. the thought of that gives me like the fucking goosebumps. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. such a bitch when it comes to like the city life. And yeah, I, like I've that. never even. I couldn't imagine. I've been Gallatin, Missouri, the whole. I thought whole I was going to have to whack whack a dude one time. Uh, you know, I had my gun and everything. You know, I thought I was going to have to get crazy. I was taking my daughter to a Cardinal game. It was the middle of the afternoon, and I parked. You know, they got you know parking spots. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them, you know, side deals where somebody's like renting their uh, renting their parking lot out. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah, like a cheaper rate or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And I parked, and some dude come up, and he's like, "Hey, man, you got some money? You got some money?" I'm like, "No, man, I ain't got nothing, man." And uh, he put his hand through the through the when my window was down. Like yeah. he he surprised me. My window was down, and he like grabbed my arm. And I went down, I pulled my hand, I was like, dude, you better let me go. Do you see my daughter over here? You think I'm going to let this go? And uh, he let me go and walked off. Dude. I was going to blast him. I was going to blast are... him fucking square in his face. Right. People he are let sketchy. go. How People old? are sketchy. You he let ever... go. <laughs> How old was your daughter? Oh, she was little. She was to- well, she wasn't a toddler. She was probably like five or six. Damn. Well, that would have been, yeah, the worst case scenario if you had yeah. that. Yeah, because... I, I couldn't imagine being a child, being in that. You know, did she have any kind of? Reaction she probably to has that? no idea it even happened. Oh yeah, you know, she, you know, young, she probably yeah. doesn't remember it. But right. I was going to blast this dude. Well, I wasn't going yeah. uh, <laughs> to. What are you going to put Okay, yeah, 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 yeah right. Uh, you know, I told the dude no, and he didn't want to take no yeah. for an answer. And uh, yeah, yeah, he almost yeah. he almost took a lick. That that close that close, huh? I mean, if he would have punched you, or, I mean, you never know what those. Oh, anything like that, yeah, he would have went down because I wasn't gonna let nothing happen yeah, to my kid. Right, right. Even if I got, you know, if I get hemmed up on something like that, then so be it. Right, right. At least she was gonna be okay. Right, dude. That's what I'm. I don't know. That's what sickens, or not sickens me, but like, just how like you can't walk around. Like I don't know. So my girlfriend lives in like almost the downtown part of Kansas City, kind of near like Westport and all that area, mm-hmm. and like. You know, she wants to go out walking and stuff like that. I'm like, girl, like, it is not yeah, a good place to walk around. And she's like, I'm fine. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Until the time it ain't okay. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and that's what she's like. I just avoid that car wash. I avoid that block. And I'm like, you shouldn't have to avoid you anything. To. You know, but yeah. people. Don't go by yourself. Oh, that's what she does. Yeah. yeah you Ooh, can't be doing that, especially I, at night. You dude, can't be doing that. I got her that. a taser. It, it's, it's <laughs> I'd get her a gun. A gun. <laughs> She, little revolver well, or something? She, she's a little bit of a Democrat. So, oh, you know, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> Bless her heart, well, I know. Bless but, her heart. But I got her this taser that's like brass knuckles or whatever. So, like, if you do get in a, like, a scuffle, it has, like, two metal prongs, like, spikes. And, but, like, the, the safety mechanisms in your palm. So, whenever you hit it, it's like... Brrr, and she's like, oh, I'm like freaked out and like locked and tight. And like it sits in its holster all the time. I'm like, girl, you need to keep this shit on your person. Like, what are you doing? Especially if you're going walking at night in the city. You got to. You got oh. Anywhere walking in the city, for real. That's, you know, yeah, that's. At any time. Yeah. Right. You never know. And that's what I like, kind of where I wanted to go with you since you were always in that environment in more of the mm. city than what Corbin and I have been. Yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. Like, do you ever felt like you had a, like, a point of comfort or do you always know, like, hey, 
you just were situationally aware all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. I think all the time. Once yeah. I got older in high school, I was always aware of what was going on. Yeah. Right, right. Head on a swivel. Dude. Go to parties and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the parties would be in, like, you know, different high schools. You know what right. I'm saying? It'd be their parties. But I had a friend that had a friend. Right. We just guys, never knew what was going to go down. Did you have, like, rivalries and stuff like that between schools? Like, shit? No. no. Not necessarily. I mean, okay. like, sports did. You right. Know, yeah, that's what I meant. Not, yeah. yeah, nothing in particular I can okay. remember. Yeah, anything. that's like us, like, versus, like, Hamilton or, like, right. a nearest yeah. town to yeah. us. We're like, oh, those nasty Hamilton <laughs> people. Like, ah, I got out of here. Like, yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. So, speaking of uh, politics, the word Democrat was brought up. What do you think about this whole uh, Trump thing? Because the Trump, we were talking about that Playboy Trump magazine up mm-hmm. there. What do you think about the whole, uh, you think they're framing him, or what do you think is going they're on They're absolutely there? framing him. They've tried to frame him since he, he uh, started being a president. That's what, yeah. They've been framing his ass. It's unbelievable what the hell is going on in this country. And I can't believe that... Uh, I can't believe that the so-called sane Democrats are going along with it. So it makes me think that they're all crazy. I don't know what the hell's going on. How in the world can you have a... So Obama, he killed a, he killed a kid. He, he, he uh, droned a guy. I don't remember his name. And it was in Yemen. At the wedding? Is that- Maybe. I want to say it was at a cafe. But uh, it was a 16-year-old. And like two weeks prior to this... He killed his dad. Now his dad was a bad guy. Yeah, got no problem with the dad. But yeah, okay, it, I think I remember this. Yeah, but he blew up his son like two right. weeks later. What did he do that for? Now listen, we're, I'm, we're all Americans here. This is all you know. Maybe he needed to do it. I'm not even saying that Obama didn't need to do that. I don't know. But the thing is, when you do when you kill an American citizen without a warrant, without nothing. Right. And and you're you're the you're the cream of the crop. You're the man Obama still to this day. Yeah. And you're taking Trump down because he paid off a hooker? I mean, what are we talking about here? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't I think they're doing that because they know if he runs, he's going to win. And then No what, doubt about it. And right. if he wins, I think the Republicans they'll hold, I mean, for the next 10 or however many elections. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I think the Democrats shown to this point they're completely incapable of running a country. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's bad. I think there's more people waking slowly to just slowly. how politics are overall. But yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Well, you don't even have to be a Republican or a Trump supporter. You just have to be aware, right? And yeah, you right. know that the whole Russian thing was bullshit. Mm-hmm. They 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 stifled trump for two or three years over the trump or the russia bullshit and then that got squashed it wasn't a a week or two later he made some phone call to the imagine that ukrainian president where the fuck are we at right now yeah right and uh that all turned to be bullshit uh well that was something that's been you know brewing in the pot for a minute i really think yeah. because they've been trying to get a hold of ukraine for a hot minute especially with the nato as yeah. we're like you know slowly yep. encroaching on the border talking about trump in particular though they they, they tried to impeach him on that mm-hmm. what came after that that went away and they yeah. tried to get him for something else yeah they had they the tried to russia gate and then next thing you know they're trying to get him for like uh social media fucking influencing bullshit or whatever it was uh, just january 6th the january yeah. 6th what happened uh, in the cap- capital of tennessee just a couple days ago same thing. the tra- transgenders went in there and went freaking nuts uh, in that capital right. but that's not an insurrection that's okay yeah but you know, but if, these January 6th yahoos are, are all hemmed up for however long. Yeah, and it was proven that there was, like, FBI informants there. No doubt about the it. Dude, no people. doubt about it. Ray Epps. You all know Ray Epps? Ray Epps? Uh, wasn't he working for the FBI? And he probably. Was there? Something like probably. that. Probably. You know who I'm talking about? I think I've heard that name. Oh, yeah, this, this dude. Y'all need to look up Ray Epps, and who the hell is this dude? Do you want the lawsuit that he has going on right now? Oh, he's, he's got something going on right now? Who's that? I, Ray Epps. Oh, yeah? I, I, I hope that's like U-P-S Epps? E-P-P-S, I think. E-P-P-S? Okay. 
I'm not very, uh, yeah. There's videos of the dude on January 5th, the night before and the day of. But the night before, he was saying, we got to go into the Capitol. There's yeah, video of this video. stuff. Yeah. We got to go into the Capitol. People were saying, Fed, Fed, yeah, they calling him out, yeah. So the next day, January 6th, uh, there's a famous, uh, one of the big uh, videos that everybody shows is the first time everybody starts shaking the... Uh, Shaking the fences and right. all this kind of bullshit and right, to go in. Right. Well, uh, Ray Epps, he goes and whispers in this dude's ear. Front lines, front lines, whispers in this dude's ear. And that dude immediately starts going crazy, starts uh, breaking down that, yeah. that, that barrier. Who the hell is Ray Epps? He's uh, someone that was hired, probably, and I, I don't know. There's a lot of sketchy shit going on when it comes to politics and elections Lots. and everything else. It, more so now than it ever has been, I think. And the the problem, like, it always has been corrupt. The problem is now it's being uh, corrupted one way. Uh, the Democratic uh, Socialist, that's who, in my opinion, is taking over the Democratic Party. Because I, I work at Ford. I got lots of Democratic friends. I got right. no problem with those people. But uh, what's their view on, like... When, like, are they supporters of Biden? Or are they support just supporters of the party? Or are they they're, you know what, man? They're just kind of like they got their nose, their their nose in the sand. They, right. I don't really talk to them too much about politics because it it just seems just useless. Beating a dead horse. It's beating a dead horse. They 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 don't see the gas up. They don't see uh, the grocery stores empty or you know things missing from the grocery. They don't see the inflation. They don't. They don't know that our dollar's about to crash. Yeah. They don't know that Trump actually had us energy independent and uh, Biden killed it day one. Right, uh, yeah. Biden campaigned on... With the fucking Keystone Pipeline. Just Biden gone. campaigned on ending fossil fuels. And these ignorant people right. are like, oh, well, it's not the president's fault that the gas prices are up. I mean, what are you talking about? These people just don't know. No. What was the pipeline you were just telling me that uh, fucking Biden passed So he day? canceled the Keystone, and now they're doing a pipeline in Alaska. Um, With, like... Uh, Phillips what? and Conoco or something um, like that. I forgot but what it's yeah, called. It was with them. I for, yeah, I have to look it back up. But and it's supposed to just, just destroy the environment up there in Alaska. It's way worse <laughs> it's like than what the Keystone way was. Way worse than what the Keystone was. I don't doubt it. But it ain't the. I don't. It's not the environment that they're they're trying to fix. They're I don't not. Know. I don't know what the hell they're no, doing. No, it's not. It's all no. about money. That's why he money did. and he power shut that down because he didn't have the lobbyist group wanting the yep. Keystone, but they wanted this Philip Conoco one or whatever. That's right. That's money, what, power, and control. That's all it's yeah. about. I don't even. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sure that there even is global warming or a real threat to environment. It's like I don't. Know. I think it's all push for money and political I advantages. They they're gonna. There, there, I think that there is global warming, and the reason I can say that uh, unequivocally, if that's a word, good is that when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, we didn't have armadillos. Yeah, and we got armadillos up. You know, I, we can see armadillos get run. They get run right. over all the damn time. Over here? No, not here, but uh, say like Washington, Missouri, where my brother lives. No there's shit. always yeah. armadillos out there. Close? Uh, I never seen. They one never were here. up this far north right. when I was a kid. So. But, I'm sure there's global warming going on, but is it is it so human? Is it a human thing or is it a natural thing? Who knows? That's happened? Who knows? The Earth is going to do what the Earth is. That's what do, I'm saying. But with that being said, we still do our fair share mm. in like pollution. You know, our waters, Absolutely. our topsoil's fucking eroded of like any kind of natural mm. nutrients, and we're like trying to do anything to put lime and so you know yep. this is sodium base and know, i think anything. i think any rational person and i think any rational government is going to uh make sure that they're going to do the best they can to not pollute anybody you yeah. would think yeah, but you, whenever yeah. you get big lobbyists in your fucking back pocket and you're like hey pass this bill we got mm -hmm. 50 million coming in for your, you know, your campaign or your whatever. Yeah, they're going to yeah. fucking start really leaning towards them. That's right. And it can go on anything. That 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 right there mm -hmm. could be on any topic. Oh, yeah, it's, exactly. It's That's crazy. what I'm saying. That's why we have five major corporations that run mm -hmm. the fucking world right now. You know what I mean? There's a dude, uh, his name was, I think his name was Victor Pena, P-E-N-A. And he's got a good clip on YouTube. Some lady, he's giving a speech. Some lady says, uh. Uh, you know, she got mad, you know, like, what are you going to do? Cause he's a rich guy. So she's like, she's mad that he's rich and he's not doing nothing about the environment. Basically is what, 
what are you going to do about the global warming? She, anyway, y'all can look it up. Now, the deal is, this old boy says, he says it was a bunch of bullshit. He says this is the biggest scam ever perpetrated. Yeah. Ever perpetrated. And I he mean, says, you know why? He says, let me say it like this. He says, down in Florida, the condominiums are going crazy on the coast. He says, what, what, if, if, the, if Florida's going to be underwater in 10, 15 years, how in the world are they getting 30-year mortgages on their beach houses? I've seen that video, yeah. and it made how, how is that sense. going on? How yeah. is this going you know, like, There's no way that the earth, or there's no way Florida's going to be underwater in, in 20, 30 years if yeah, they're, they're giving mortgages. On, yeah. That makes sense to me. And that's just like common sense something right I there. Mean, all these different lenders are just... Yeah, 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 and it's like if they if they would have to know. Is this fellow in a wheelchair by chance? Hmm? Is he in a wheelchair by chance? I looked it up on no, YouTube. No, I don't think this guy's so. In a wheelchair. Maybe he is now. I don't he know. Like he was an older be, dude. He has like a yeah, oh, oh no, this probably is not. He was an older guy. dude. Victor Pena, P E N A. I think that's his name, Victor. Oh, I, I swear, Pena. P E N A. So yeah. you think the American dollar is going to? Dr- I mean, you think we should start I, I, buying gold? <laughs> I don't know, man. We're <laughs> getting gold. I wish I was smart in that area. I've heard. What I do mean, you think about uh, like the whole fucking thing? Was that NFTs or NG? They they're coming out with so many uh, digital currencies, Basically NFTs the one- and. Uh, 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 like Bitcoin and stuff like that, yeah, which has been. A what thing is your view on? I guess digital currency. Well, uh, I guess I like it. I don't know much about it. I got a little Bitcoin. I got a little Dogecoin. Uh, what I'm worried about is the governments doing this. If the governments are going to make a digital currency, uh, all you have to do, in my opinion, is look at what uh, Canada did to them truckers, and they turned off their money because they didn't agree. Exactly. Right. So if everybody gets this digital ID and everybody has to have a digital currency where cash is gone, uh, it's just going to be up to one bad person to say, okay, well, you're screwed. We don't like you said that. Yeah, and next thing you know, and you, next thing you, know you have no money. Or in, uh, what do they call it, the social region. credit score in China. China. Yeah. Social credit score. So they got cameras everywhere. So you getting a beef on the bus, let's say, I don't know, whatever, and you getting a beef on the yeah. bus, let's say you getting a fight. Well, you got away, you walked off, you, you went, you you went you home. Did. And uh, next thing you know, you want to buy a plane ticket to go somewhere, and you're barred from buying a plane ticket. And yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, I've never been to China, but this is what I hear is going on over no, there. No, that's totally what's happening. So they're taking this social credit score, and uh, they're implementing implementing it in Western civilization through uh, this ESG stuff, uh, digital currency. Right. And they're just going to say, oh, well, look how convenient it is. Yeah, M- right. Meanwhile, they're in your back pocket, and they're going to... Get That's you. where it hurts every time. Well, buddy, we're coming up on, uh, we got like almost an hour wrapped up here. So if you feel like you guys all want to do a round two, a part two, maybe we'll go ahead and let this play out. And then uh, we'll start up a part two here in a minute. You feel good for that? Sure, whatever. All right. Whatever well, you guys want to do. I'm going to go ahead and stop it here. Everybody, uh, make sure you continue on for part two with Mr. JW. <laughs>